millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I will make you no promises save one. That if you truly believe in your hearts that you are free, then I say we can win. They got armor. They got armor, Paul. Even this boy can be taught to find the chinks in every suit of armor. But we ain't got nothing to eat! What do we need that the forest cannot provide? We have food, wood for weapons. We'll find safety and solace in our trees. Yeah, but what about our kin? Shutter's taking all they got, too. And by God, we take it back. Bonjour, guten Tag. Konnichiwa. It's just bonjour, isn't it, today? Yeah, it's just bonjour. Um, We are in France. We're in the south of France. We're between Toulouse and Perpignan. A little place called Camon. Sweet place, isn't it? In France, having a crepe. We have not seen any of France. We drove late from Toulouse Airport, and I'm sure the drive was absolutely stunning, but it's very dark. And our driver, JP, didn't stop for any tourist attractions, did he? Even even though we did hint about a McDonald's, and I saw a couple on the way, and we were starving. Yeah, nothing didn't stop, did he? I mean, I was I thought ahead. I bought a, uh, a Snickers protein bar, twenty two grams of protein, just what I need. <laughs> um, I just waited until we got here for to the Chateau Chateau de Camon for our supper. It's um, not called Chateau de Camon, mate. Come on, you're better than that. It's, what is it? You know what it is. I went on the Wi-Fi and it said Chateau de Camon. Abbey Chateau de Camon. Oh, God. Yeah, it's, yeah. That's how we're talking now. Is that really talking medieval. Uh, it's a beautiful place. I mean, we did turn up when it's dark and we're going to explore and have a game of kish- uh, hide and seek later on. But it's, we're here to meet Justin Harrison. We've already met him. Yeah, but for those of you listening, wondering why we're here, we're not just... Coming away because we hate our lives in the UK. We're not no. just on the blimmin' lash. We're here as part of BBC's coverage of the Autumn Internationals, and we're interviewing. And we're going to do a little piece to camera with Justin Harrison. Goog to his friends. Goog, as in 
googie egg, uh, which is what the Aussies call a bad egg, because I think Justin was a bit punchy back in his day, a bit Plank. fiery. Yeah. And they call him bad egg, googie egg, goog. Also a pregnant snake. Yeah, he does look like a pregnant snake. Although he looks like he's lost a little bit of weight. Does he? Yeah. But anyway, we came last night, uh, that was Monday, and we had some beautiful food, didn't we? Oh, oh, goodness me. Goodness me, the food we ate last night, and the wine we drank. Wowzers. Yeah, well, we've not seen the bill yet. Oh, God, yeah. I always assume everything's free. Yeah. Then you I get thought the bill. We've, come, we've come to see him. He'll take care of it. Yeah. But it's his sister-in-law that runs this magnificent place. You can rent it out um, in the off-season. They're closing down bed- now. 14-bedroom chateau, isn't it? They're closing down now. They only rent out... I think it's six to eight bedrooms, but if you take the whole chateau and you occupy it all, then you can have the 14 rooms. It is quite magnificent, actually. But it's, it's what I imagine Hogwarts to look like when I'm walking through the corridors. Yeah, but a bit more ornate. It's amazing. And, yeah, I mean, it's just, this is too early for me, really, to be functioning, because we had quite a lot of red wine last night, didn't we? Been up since five, mate. I've been no, prepping. No, you haven't. Psyching myself up, looking in the mirror. No, you haven't, boy. I have been up since five. I couldn't what? sleep. Right. Okay, you can't take any credit for insomnia. Well, not just body clock, mate. But I've had to. But I've had to walk through from my room, and I'm still in my. Just for all you listeners out there, I'm still in my pants and just sitting on a little antique French armchair in Shanks's room in my pants under a blanket, doing this. How have you been, anyway? I was going to get into Shanks' bed and do it, but he wet the bed last night. <laughs> um, I'm all right. It's you I'm worried about. How are you? I didn't have my big boy pants. Yeah, good. I'm, I think I'm better than you at the moment. Why? Well, I've just been up earlier. You know, I've, I've got more energy. Yeah. I'm very lethargic. Yeah. You can't be bothered to speak. Yeah. You've got this poor, poor little kitchen hand just holding your microphone for you. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can't be bothered. <laughs> it's not that I can't be bothered. I just... I, I quite wanted to do it, the pod from my bed. I was going to say, can you just come through here and just, so I don't have to move, but... i got the equipment, haven't I? you got the kit. I've had a good week, mate. Um, was it Sam Warburton's testimonial dinner on Tuesday night, which was held in City Hall in Cardiff. So oh, yeah. Gennaro did the sound. Oh, right, of course a, they did. We had a table in the back, and that was really good. We had Bath Life, the Steph from Bath Life. Yeah, Bath Life were there, or Cardiff Life. What did I say? Bath Life. Well, therefore, it's Bath Life. Gotcha. Mark from Cardiff Life was there on our table. Mark from WIU was there. Steph Dodd from Bath Life was there. You All got right. it, boy. Um, really good evening, though. Was it? Yeah, it was Why? good. John Inverdale hosted Slick. Yeah. Johnny what? Gould did the auction. The best. Double Slick. Um, so Ian McGeekin and Martin Johnson, CBE, and Sam Warburton, OBE, with the panel. And if you like rugby, it was just a fascinating insight. I mean, I know it all because, you know, I, God, I wrote the book. But um, it's a fascinating insight into captaincy, into leadership, into the Lions. It was enthralling for that 45 minutes they had the Q&A for. What are they going to tell you that you don't already know? Um, hold the ball in two hands. Yeah, can't run without defenders, defenders don't know what you're going to do. He can't um, run without his larynx, lads. Get the first hit in, yeah. even if it's late. <laughs> <laughs> um, the always, jer- always collapse the first scrum, warm yourself up. 
yeah, first kick off, kick the ball out and full so you can have a scrum and a fight. Yeah. Jersey Boys sung there after and they sung four or five songs. It was just a great evening. The Welsh Guards were there. You really enjoyed yourself, Lucy you, Jones was there. Yes, it was. You really it was enjoyed just yourself, an, boy. It was, a, it was a lovely evening. I think it was his last event. He spoke really well at the end. Of course he did. Good luck to him. And you think he's going to be all right in retirement, Warby? We give him three cheers. Oh, I'm not sure, I worry. Do you reckon he's going to be all right? Oh, mm, taking everyone's jobs. I know he's stolen no, he's our not. life, isn't he? He's brilliant at everything he does. I'm not sure about skiing, though. I don't think he's been. Um, so that was Tuesday. You and I, we did a little corporate event for Bruin Dolphin. We and did, didn't we? Foresight. In the Avon Gorge Hotel in Bristol. And it was before that. It was great to catch up with you. Yeah, before that, we went for a bit of food, didn't we, in Clifton in Bristol. Yeah, we went to a lovely little restaurant called Saffron. Very yeah. nice, wasn't it? Yeah, it Moroccan was. chickpeas, spicy lemon chicken wings, and tzatziki with flatbreads. I mean, we didn't realise there was food at the Avon Gorge Hotel. We had dinner twice. Yeah. Um, but that was a nice little evening. We gave a little talk about why we set up this podcast and that was it really and then we just turned to Autumn Internationals yeah but Jason Williams from Bruin Dolphin Business Development he's a weird guru a weirdo yeah odd guy wouldn't, wouldn't I, I like his company but I wouldn't want to be on my own with him no, in a I confined know. space I know what you mean like he still buys breast milk off the internet that's what you're dealing with <laughs> <laughs> and he listens to this and he knows I'm right I just found this I just found it weird that he still wears nappies anyway <laughs> Um, so it was really good. We had Vince from Foresight as well. He yeah, he's there nice giving guy. us a little bit of a chat. I mean, my ears pricked up when um, they said about uh, what sort of tax was it? It was inheritance tax. Mm. Yeah, and I could see you taking some notes. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't have any inheritance that, uh, coming to me. So that poison arrived, did it? Hey, that poison <laughs> arrived in the post, did it? I don't have any. It's one of the. It's one of the um, great travesties of having a disabled brother. So he's going to get it all. And, you know, if you compare how hard I've worked for the last 30 years versus how hard he's worked, I reckon I should get it. But he's going to get it. It's yeah. not right, is it? That's no, 100% right. A joke. Uh, but quite a weekend. I went to watch... It's literally a joke. I went to watch Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, yeah. I knew you were going to mention this. You... Oh, I fell you in were... love with the film. Yeah, you you loved it, didn't you? Yeah. I can't... What's his name? Is it Mally Relic? Mm-hmm. So Rami Malek. Rami Malek, that's the one. Um, he's from Mr. Robot. Unbelievable. He's from Mr. Robot. I think that's the series. But it's, you know, when you see a role like Gladiator and you think like, no one else could play that role yeah. but Russell Crowe. Yeah. And I, see, I feel exactly the same about that. He was phenomenal in it. To the point where he's... Potentially going to win an Oscar, I reckon. It was that good. That good portrayal of Freddie Mercury. Jeepers. Mm. Really good. I, didn't, I, didn't, I never realised um, Freddie Mercury, I mean, that's not his, that's his stage name, um, was yeah. from Pakistan. Mm, there you go. Yeah. I mean, I hopefully I haven't spoiled it for you guys, but you've got to go watch it. If you like Queen, and who doesn't like Queen? Did you go it, to the cinema and watch it? Yeah. To experience that, you have to go to cinema. There's no point watching it on your iPad. You have to go to a cinema to to get the full Most effect. Most people with young kids don't go to the cinema. Yeah, they're fine in the car. Just leave the radio on. Yeah. But it's it's really interesting to find out 
sort of whose ideas were what, who wrote the songs. You know, it was Brian May's idea to stamp your feet and clap your hands to We Will Rock You to try and get some audience participation. Um, it was also his idea, I think, was it Roger Taylor's to dress up as women for I Want to Break Free. But it's just, I just loved it. And you know, you just don't check the time or your phone through it all. Yeah. That was me. Um, I'm really pleased for you, boy. I'm sure some people out there don't like it, but... But they they can get lost. For me, it was stuff. just their good. Did we discuss last week the uh, film that I went to see, A Star Is Born? Don't Lady know. Gaga. Yeah, I think so. I mean, apparently that is also I'm, I'm totally amazing. Did we discuss that last week? Yeah, we did. Jeez, that was good. Blimmin' hell. Mm. So good. Um, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm still listening to what you've been up to. That's so. it. That's it, my friend. And here we are. Uh, how's your week? Fine. Fine. Um, you know, I, the, the sound wasn't very good last week. Sorry about that, because I was in Cornwall, and because my mum had a little birthday week down there, and, and the Wi-Fi wasn't very good. So, huge apologies to the one person who sent us a message saying, the audio isn't very good. Um, and we knew what, that. Martin Cross? <laughs> Was that his name? Well, you know, you replied to him. Did I? Yeah. I don't remember his name. Yeah, that. sorry, Martin. He's sorry, Mark. Sorry, Mark, our kid. Um, yeah, and I, I went out for, well, I went out for dinner with some mates in Bath. But I, one of these things that, um, y- you know, when, have you ever seen uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm? Loads. Right, so there's this one where they go up, they turn up to celebrate the opening of a new wing in a hospital. I think that's right. And it's like, it's been funded by an anonymous donor. And the anonymous donor is there. And basically, I think it's something on the lines of he's telling everyone that he actually paid for it. So he's not anonymous at all. He just wants to be known as an anonymous donor. So he, Sounds like a better bloke. It's like retweeting praise. You retweeted some praise of yours the other day, which I was I meant to pull you up on. Did I? Yeah, you did. Not ours. Yeah, it might be uh, might be ours. Yeah, but was it? It wasn't anything to do with the BBC video I did with Stuart Hogg. Might be. I can't remember because that's just I'm just promoting the BBC there, mate. Not not myself. Yeah. Okay, yeah. but just be careful of that. All right. Thank you. Um, and yes, yeah, so we. It's it's a it's a version of that what I'm going to tell you. So a while ago, someone invited me to a charity event. A friend uh, called Craig Davis, and he works for. Has he, he got a pet called Kez? Sits on his arm. Yeah, with a ness, and he. Uh, yeah, he he runs Sub Zero Wolf. We do fridges and cookers and all that, you know. So can you come to this event? Really nice event. No, can't go. So but tell you what, it's a really nice charity. Why don't you let me know if I can do something for the charity? And they said, how about you go and coach someone's school team or club team or whatever it is, and you go and do a couple of hours with their kids' team, all right? I'm with you so far, but you're going to have to... Crack on, sorry, you're, yeah. You're really going to have to start improving it's early, mate. this. Anyway, got booked in, booked in months ago, and actually it ended up being driving to Shropshire um, to Haberdasher's Adams School, which is Pete Short's old school. Yes. The old second row. And um, coaching two or three groups of kids and Q&As and... It's one of those nice little gestures. That, yeah, giving back. Uh, yeah, I mean, it turns into a 13-hour day, which is actually quite good fun because I got to listen to six hours of podcasts and audio books on the way there and back. Ooh. 
So I should be quite happy with that. Anyway, so that was just I'm just that was me just virtue signalling so everyone knows I'm a great guy and that was you just stringing out this pod so we don't have to talk too much about rugby. We're not talking rugby in this pod. We are. Carry on. Then I did the thing with you in Bristol, which was really nice. Yeah. But you've already mentioned that. Um and then yeah, rug, rugby stuff at the weekend and then here we are. That's it. A really chilled week, Tommy. It was the rugby club cup. Is that right? The Premiership Cup? Premiership Rugby Cup. Yeah. Where were you for that? Um, well, let's talk about rugby in the next section. Um, okay. I was just wondering, like, location, that was all. Yeah. I was in London for a bit. I was in Newcastle for a bit. Okay. I'll tell you what, though. I was at he- I've been at Heathrow Terminal 5 three times in the last 36 hours, and I'm going back there today. <laughs> so Tom it's going to be fun. aren't you? Hey? Like Tom Hanks, aren't you? Yeah. I feel like I wish I'd got in. I wish I'd learned what air miles were and got into it about 15 years ago because I'd have tons of them by now. Yeah, and Tesco. But I never. And Tesco's club points. But I, yeah, I never did it. Never did it. Nectar, though. I'm on, top nec- of my, I'm on top of my nectar. Oh, right. Yeah, well done, you. <laughs> I nectar. <laughs> yeah, you got it. I got it. Well done. Yeah. yeah. Cheers. Oh, can you hear little birds tweeting? Can you hear that, Tommy? There's little birds tweeting outside our window. You know what that says to me? Morning. Breakfast time. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Welcome to part two. <laughs> part two. Hot shots, part two. Yeah. Um, so, tired shots, part two. So, I suppose. We can do a bit of a preview, really, to the opening weekend of the Autumn Internationals. Um, yeah, that's probably the best idea. I mean, I love November time, not only because it's my birthday, but... When, get, what date's your birthday? You know. Come on. It's the 24th of November, mate, and I'm, I'm working that day with Where? you. Oh, up Twickers. Yes. We're in the Bear Pub, Twickenham. We're doing a Guinness Breakfast live podcast pre-England Australia mm. England, New Zealand. No, I think it's England, Australia. England, Australia. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, um, you're correct. Yeah. Well done, you. 
Oh, nice. Yeah, November's a lovely time of year. Um, I think maybe in terms of, before we do that, maybe in terms of the Premiership Rugby Cup, just want to do a couple of performances that stood out. Should we just do that instead of running through all the games? And You go for it, mate. You go. Um, Zach Kibberigi on the wing for yes. Newcastle. Superb. Super. I saw that. I saw his hat trick, which wasn't just a running hat trick, like no. Liam Williams. Yes. It was, I mean... Are you saying Liam Williams nicked his hat trick? I'm week? just saying it was... An easy hat trick. Yeah. Great player. He's done a great interview on the BBC recently with Gareth Thomas about his Really his good stammer. It's, really good. He's a, he's an unbelievable player and bloke. And I think you realise that. But yeah. I mean, he had a hat trick, didn't he? And it, it consists of something like 10 metres. His yeah. first one, he's had, I think he's had two for Saracens. But yeah, yeah you're right. Um, the one at the weekend really had to work for it. Yeah. So, Zach Kibberigi had a great game. And... Uh, ben Velikot for Gloucester looked really, really sharp. We kind of knew about him. Always does, though, doesn't he? Yeah, he does, yeah. And I'll tell you who is going to be very, very, very good is Joel Kapoku. Second row from Saracens, big fella, played England 20s in the summer. They wheeled out another big lock. And okay. he is really, really quite something. He was quite something in the summer for the England 20s. And he's played one game for Saris and he was outrageously good. Yeah. Um, the Southern Kings and Scarlets was a pretty decent game. One stage, the Scarlets were quite far behind. It was only the last yeah. 20, 15 minutes where they actually sealed the game. But plenty of tries in that game. Scarlets look so much better when they've got like a genuine seven on the ball where they can, can compete. Mm. Um, they've gone through a bit of a bit of a torrid time with sevens they lost quite a few you know Will Boyd McLeod James Davis who's injured still but when they get back they turn over ball they're just they're so dangerous it plays a huge part in their game um, so that was a real decent game I really enjoyed that and um, Blues lost to Cheetahs away and you know you've got to say that South African teams the Southern Kings and the Cheetahs are growing stronger. Yeah, they're stepping up, aren't they? They are. Um, but the game of the weekend was Munster-Glasgow. Last-minute kick. Seals it. A scannel kick. He was the victim last week, wasn't he, with the high tackle. Vicious high tackle. Um, but he nails a kick right at the end. It was, just, it was a great game all the way through. Horn scored three. Um, Cronin scored. It was, it was a fast-paced, open game. It was just a joy to watch. Scintillating rugby union, wasn't it? Yeah, it is. And you know, a lot of these teams um, have depleted sides because of everyone's getting rested for the Autumn Internationals. But when you see a game like that with the strength and depth that these teams have and the quality as well, mm. it's rugby's in a good place with those two clubs. Did you see, um, it was Donoko Callahan and it might have been Peter Stringer, their reaction to... The winning penalty. Just trying to stay impartial, aren't they? Yeah, they're absolutely nuts on I the sideline. I was, love that, though. It was a great kick at the end as well. Yeah, but I love that. If we look at the week one now of Autumn Internationals, um, Japan, New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Come on. Yeah, next. It's it's good for Japan. You know, the World Cup's going there. New Zealand is still there from last week from playing Australia in the Blenslow. Um, Wales, Scotland. 
Yeah, I find it odd that they're playing Scotland. And it is a little bit odd because it's normally pre-World Cup warm-up games. It's also in the Six Nations, but it's you're still putting on a jersey, mate. You're still playing a, a quality outfit. I know then they haven't got their French players, so Finn Russell's not playing, nor is Greg Laidlaw. Um, and also... Hoggy's uh, injured, isn't he? Hoggy's injured, but... I've gone blank now. Who's the winger at Saracens? Maitland. Maitland. Maitland's not playing either. He's not released. But, you know, you've still got Adam Hastings, who's going to slot in at 10, I believe. And his season this year... It's exciting, is brilliant. isn't it? You know, one player leaves, like Finn Russell. He goes off to Wonderland. I mean, Racing. And mm. all of a sudden, Adam Hastings comes in, who was at Bath for... Yeah. A short period, but he looks really decent at ten. A, a lot yeah. like Finn Russell, um, and I think he's going to slot in really well. Look, it's going to be a, it's going to be a good game. That I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, I just don't like the fact they're not play, they're playing them outside the Six Nations. Yeah, I find it weird. You're traditional. I'm old school, but it's just, it's a test, mate. It's a test. It's a cap. I know it's, it's, there are too many. Anyway. Um, England, South Africa is going to be huge. Yeah, that's really, really big. I mean, just sorry, just quickly on, on Wales, Scotland. Um, with the Welsh team, it'd be really interesting. I'm really intrigued as to what team is put out. Look, I believe you should put the strongest team out first up. It has to be the strongest team. And yeah. if the strongest team at the moment, um, I'm thinking that it's got to be... Anscombe or Patchell at 10? Yeah, Patchell's injured, so it's going to be Anscombe. Exactly. I think it, I think it should be Anscombe. I mean, Bigger's in this squad as well. I'm not sure if he's got release or not for this game, but if you're talking about form 10s, the way Anscombe finished last season and the way he started this season, for me, he has to play. He has to start. You have to be rewarded for the form he's shown. It's not mm. just form in the last two weeks. It's form now over a prolonged period. Yeah. Um, which yeah. begs an interesting question about England, whether they will put Manu straight into the midfield. Well, that's why I wanted to lead into that now. Yeah, and seamless. who England play at 10? Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, you look at these great performances England had in their 20-game streak. Was it 23, 24? wasn't it? 23 out of 24 or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I mean, the combination of Ford and Farrell was 10 and 12. So it does work, and people saying it doesn't work. Of course it works. Of course it works. But it's, I suppose there's a little bit of loss of confidence at the moment. It's not winning great ball on the front foot. You're lacking a few big ball carriers through injury now. Mm. Um, and it's whether or not you bring someone like Manu to allow you straight back in to, to give you a bit of go forward in that midfield when, it, when no one's getting over that game line. 10-12 switch or a 10-12 pop. Mm. Or 9 12 the line out. Yeah, like, you know, and we saw that against Leicester a couple of weeks ago. How good he was. Might have been last week. Yeah, but the thing, he's played really well for half a game. And mm. it's tough, but I feel like Eddie Jones's hand might be forced because, well, but, Ben Teo's back fit, but they have, they've, because they haven't got Billy, haven't got Nathan Hughes, they are lacking some of the firepower they normally have so they need to put it in somewhere and I think they might have to put Manu in because they need to go forward. But it's a, yeah, it's not like he's just broken onto the scene though. You know, they no. you know what you're getting with him. You just want him you just need him to A stay injury free and just a little bit of confidence. 
I wonder um, if he could play 80 minutes against the box. That's a tough call. It is a tough call. Um, mind you, he's been playing. The box that really goes through the rugby championship. Yeah, but they haven't well. got Vili LaRue. They haven't got Faf de Klerk. No. Massive difference. Not having Faf de Klerk is the biggest difference of all. Faf de Klerk, Pollard and Willie LaRue. Yeah, I mean, they po- Pollard's playing though, isn't he? Yeah, but they and what I'm saying is they oh, are they're, they're the three that are just yeah. irreplaceable, really, if South Africa really want to progress. Yeah, For so me. that game has become very, 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 very important for England. You might say, although the, the All Blacks game will get the most attention, you might say this game is the most important because oh, yeah, it's, it's first. It's huge. And there's a huge amount of pressure on England. And where England are as well at the moment. Also, Eddie Jones has said it doesn't really matter about winning or losing these games. I sort of think it's not about entertaining the fans. People think it is. I, I never thought that as a player. I don't think that's a pundit. You don't go out there to entertain. You go out there to try and win. And that's the entertainment. You're competitive. But You're a competitive athlete. Of course you go out there to win. Yeah. I mean, people who say uh, performance, we're, we're after performance. Rub, you know, I say rubbish. I said, oh, I well, it's balls, yeah. But these pe- people have paid, 80,000 people have paid 100 quid for a ticket and Eddie Jones is saying it doesn't really matter if we don't win or lose. Yeah. Well, it does matter. Of course it does. It does matter. People are coming to see England win. People are coming to see Wales win. You know, you go to the stadium to watch your home team win. Yeah, of course you do. Yeah. So I think the England selection will be fascinating. Number eight will be fascinating. Morgan or Mercer. I think they'll pick Morgan. Um, I think they will as well. Yeah, it's a bit more... Heft, a bit, bit more, more grunt to him, a bit more grunt, a bit, to- bit of a talkier engine. But I just really like Zach Mercer and I hope he gets a shot in the autumn because I think he's... Do you think he'd be on the bench? It could bring him on, something different. Yeah, I would have thought so. Good line-out option as well. But I I really do hope he gets a decent shot. I hope he gets a start in the autumn because I, I think he's great. Yeah. He's um, great. Ireland playing Italy. Yeah. So, yeah, I won't see too much of... Too much no, change like that, I think. It'd no. be a pretty... I mean, they're actually playing them in Chicago, believe it or not, which is why great. Um, Grow the game, etc. Yeah, I think so. You know, they they did it a couple of years ago, didn't they? Against the All Blacks, they were back there in Ireland. Mm. A massive Irish contingent out there, isn't there? Yeah, okay, yeah, that'd be good fun. Uh, it'd be good co- fun if you're on the corporate scene there, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's good. Be good to see Italy continue to improve. Mm. Like, like them to make a good fist of that and game. They are, they are. We are seeing a massive improvement in the Pro 14, yeah, in the, in the South Africa teams, but also in Zebre and Benetton as well. Mm. You know, all of a sudden now these teams are able to keep their Italian players in the country. You know, there's a bit mm. more funding, so they're not losing all these players to France, to England, and it just strengthens the team. Yeah, it strengthens the regional teams or the the club teams, and and therefore strengthens the Italian national team. The two big games this also, excuse me, are England, New Zealand, and Ireland, New Zealand. Can you stop yawning, please? Well, it's difficult to stop once you've started. The England and Ireland games against the All Blacks, yeah, huge. Are going to be huge, huge. I mean, week one leads lovely into week two, where you've got England, New Zealand, uh, followed by Wales, Australia. Yeah, nice. So huge, real nice. I mean, Wales haven't been Australia in. 10 years now, 13 games, I think. England haven't played New Zealand in four years, I believe. Can you remember anyone that was playing when Wales last beat Australia? 2008. Yeah, do you remember anyone that was playing in that game? Oh, played the full 80 minutes. On the wing? Or at centre? 
kind of centre. Um, you against Sterling Mortlock? He went off after he cracked Jamie Roberts's skull. Oh, right. Yeah. But it's quite it's quite handy that he went off because I mean, luckily, people would have thought you were him and he was you. Luckily, Jamie Roberts could taste um, cerebral fluid in the back of his throat, so therefore decided to sub himself off. <laughs> what are you laughing? I don't know. It's just... It's just <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We've all been there, haven't we? We've all yeah. tasted a bit of that. So what did he, he said? He did say it tasted a bit salty. So if you do taste salt in the back of your throat, that could be a brain bleed. Then take yourself off. Yeah. There was a huge collision, and people forget Andrew Bishop came on for best part of 60 minutes and was a rock. The claw, the clamp, sorry. That's what he's called after Alan Bateman. He's a rock, got, the, the rock, the claw, the clock, the <laughs> clock, the clamp. <laughs> the ramp. He was a ramp. The clamp got you. He wasn't letting go. He was a ramp. Yeah. So, yeah, that's week two's huge weekend. France got South Africa. Ireland have got Argentina. That's back in Dublin. And That'll then, be a good game. That will be a very good game. Again, Argentina. Seems to have got their act together. Beating Australia in the rugby championship. But let's face it, Tommy. Come on then. All anyone cares about this autumn is who plays eight and ten for England. That's all anyone cares about in any country. Am I right? Week three, mate. <laughs> England are playing. England are playing Japan, Scotland, South Africa. It's gonna be a fantastic game. That'll there be a good Murrayfield. game. That'll be a good game. A real, a real chance for Scotland, I suppose, to show where they're at. I mean, a bit of a mix Six Nations for Scotland, wasn't it? You know, they came to Wales and narrowly lost that game, slash got hammered, and then pulled it together for the England game. Everyone pulls it together for the England game. Yeah, everyone ups their levels for England. I don't know why people think England is so arrogant, but I, again, I say well, it, all anyone cares about is England's 10 Week eight. three, week three, I think this could be the game of... The century? The autumn, and that is Ireland v New Zealand. Yeah. The best Northern Hemisphere team, and you can't argue against that. No? Against the best Southern Hemisphere slash world team. Well, they're, they're, they're ranked one and two in the world, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, that is, I can't wait for that. It's a seven o'clock kickoff on the 17th of November. It's an evening kickoff? Yes. Hang on, I mean, this is not what we should be doing on the pod, but I'm just going to check where I am that day. Um, on the 17th, you say? Yes. Oh, yes, that's England, Japan. You'll be there, won't you? You'll have yeah. on. Oh, I, can job. W- I can watch that on the telly. Well done. Yeah, uh, no, yes, that's, that's you. And then we got week four, the final week: Italy, New Zealand, Scotland, Argentina, England, Australia. Yeah, punchy. Wales, South Africa, punchy. Very punchy. That'd be nice. Ireland to play in the USA. No, um, and then we got a Barbados game week five. Oh God, I'm versus Argentina at Twickenham. Another game. Interesting, this um, extended season business uh, that has come about. So everyone's everyone's agreed this mm. um, extended season, and you know you get the two weeks off in the middle for player welfare, which is great. But actually, the internationals don't get those weeks off. Um, I just the, the one the one thing I think is that you you know physically that sounds hugely demanding having a season that long. But you can manage it physically, so you can basically do less pre-season. You can 
monitor players and rest more during the season and reduce the training load. Will anyone reduce the training load? Dunno. But it's not just that. It's the psychological fatigue, I think, which causes real issues. And if we're talking about player welfare, it's not, as everyone knows, it's not just about their bodies, about their minds. And it's, it's also the monotony of yeah, it's rugby, 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 rugby. Yeah, but it's not like... Protein shake. Yeah, it's not like working in a bank or a shop or a business where it's repetitive and boring and some days just got to get through and do your admin, do your job, tick the boxes and get out living for the weekend. It's your feeling... Believe it or not, rugby can be incredibly repetitive and boring as well. But you have to get up for a physical battle every single weekend. And that doesn't, not seeking sympathy for the players. They don't want sympathy, but they do want a rest. And it's like mentally, it's just brutal to keep going for that long. It's brutal. But surely it's a step in the right direction where they're talking about player welfare and they're trying to give players more rest. I know the season's extended slightly and there's still a lot. Of, They've limited the amount of games, which is still quite high, isn't it? It's around 30, is that right? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, that's nominal but as well, so I don't know if that'll be Is it better than last year? Is um, it a better option than last year? I mean... I don't quite see how. I, for me, it... But it's a guaranteed break, isn't it? Mid-season of two weeks. Two one-week breaks. Yes. Unless you're an international, don't get those. So, what players don't currently get a week off as it is? They all get a week off because you get a knock. But with the internationals, would get weeks off in the Six Nations anyway. I suppose it, uh, weekends off, they wouldn't get weeks off. Would no, they? you don't get weeks off. Train. They're not going to divide in the Six Nations, are they? So, I don't know. I, I sort of feel like it's much easier said than done. I know that. And you could spin it either way. So you could spin dissatisfaction and they don't care about player welfare and you could spin this is better for the players because of this, this and this. Actually, what needed to happen was... I think some games needed to get cut. Some games needed to be removed. We're not having these games anymore. It's stuff like I know there's money, but it's money, isn't it? Yeah. So, you know, I tell you what would be a really good idea to stop all these arguments about autumn international windows and release and this. Don't play rugby games out internationals outside the international windows. Just don't do that. Surely that's easy. It's fewer games for the players. To play three international games in the autumn. Four is just a given now. Why? I mean, it, because if, it, it's revenue for. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But then stadiums. don't talk about player welfare because you're just sticking the lads out there for another. But the revenue, match. the revenue that you get from having an extra game is then fed down to regional level, which you'd hope would get spent on maybe securing more Welsh players in the regions rather than. Well, they're going to need more because the players aren't going to last as long who are playing at the top level, they're going to be beasted and out sooner. Um, okay. So I, I just think you need to remove games and you could, you know, it's almost like, okay. easy for me to say, but pick a tournament yeah, and drop it. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. But what I will say is that that extra game for a lot of the unions that aren't as wealthy as, say, the RFU is vital money that they need. Mm. Um, on another note, Will Carlin has joined the national team in a mentor role. In a mental role? Mental no, In a menthol role. Uh, he's going to join Eddie Jones's management as yeah, a leadership right. mentor. Yeah. That'd be quite cool, that. Being there, done it. Yeah. Got the t-shirt, slightly bigger t-shirt than he used to wear. Captain um, at age just 22. Yeah. So, the captain England for a long time as well. 59 games he captain England. 
Jeepers. Out of 72 caps. Wow. And obviously back then as well, 72 caps was a lot harder the game than it would be, say, now. She's a lot harder. It's like a 30-year career. It's like Garth Edwards achieved, I think, 51 caps. Yeah. In the 70s. Yeah. Wow. Well, only one game a year then. Yeah. <laughs> oh, one good nation. on Good on Will. Good on Slim. Yeah, so that's, that. That, that's nice for him. You know, we, we get on with Will, don't we? We like Will. Um, and he'll be bloody good at that. Still say he dyes his hair. I mean, he denies it, but... I don't want to undermine one of Eddie's team before they started, but I maintain he dyes his hair. He maintains he doesn't. I don't know why he would lie, but... But you don't have any grey hairs. Exactly. <laughs> but you don't have dandruff, Will. Exactly. Uh, and that's basically all the news. We That'll do. We're going to go downstairs for a French chateau breakfast. Yeah, we've got now. some we've filming to do. Um, opening scene. Dave on a tractor. Me behind him. Room for one more if you still want to go to Aspen. Could have taken an Uber. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Something like that. We'll blag it, won't we, boy? Yeah. Hey, bye, everyone. Peace. Au revoir. 